Hey everyone, welcome to another week of our CSF Rewind. Um, we pray that you are having a good break and a good almost Christmas Day celebration. And so uh, we are um, in, as I said, week two of this series where we're just taking a look at back at previous teachings that, that we've done and kind of accumulated this library of teachings that people can listen to and be challenged by. And so we're we're bringing some of those, those teachings again. And so this week we're looking at sacrificial love in our Love Like Jesus series we did a few years ago. Um, this was a really good one, I think a really challenging one from, from what I remember of how we can actively love Jesus and love others, love our neighbors, love others the way um, that, that Jesus loved them. And so uh, we looked at several different applicable ways that we can, we can love people. And one of those ways is by living, um, as Jesus said, living as as a you know living sacrifice and so um we pray that this would be a good challenge for us during this this christmas time and that we just remember what jesus did for us um, by by living a life that that we couldn't live and dying a death that um we deserve um, to bring us new life and bring us um yeah just bring us restoration and redemption and and for us that's what that's in a way how we should live to Building in, building into people, building life into them, and helping them discover new life in Jesus. And so we pray that this would be a good challenge for you today. So when have you sacrificed for someone else? Or on the flip of the coin, when has someone sacrificed something for you? Um, when I think about growing up, um, a big part of my life was, was wrestling from the time I was about five years old until I graduated high school. And specifically, there was about a, a, a two or three year span um, where, where I went to, to train at a high school that was, was a little over an hour away. And, and I did that three, three days a week. And, and when I think about that, what, what's crazy to me is like my parents were okay doing that. And like, so that's like six hours every week, or excuse me, that's like four hours a, a day that, you know, each time we went. So it was like 12 hours a week extra that my parents were willing to sacrifice just so I could practice. And, and like, as I was thinking about this um, for this message this week, that, that story is something that, that kind of popped up today was like, man, they, they sacrificed so much time for me so I could do a sport that I wouldn't end up doing past uh, high school. And, and like, to me, that's something that, that like, as I continue to think about that, that, that I'm super grateful that they didn't necessarily expect like a huge return um, out of me choosing to, to, to do this and to, to train. And in and, um, and our lives, with Jesus, he obviously sacrificed a lot for us, not expecting us to be able to, to return anything. That's why he gives us grace, because we can't do anything to earn our way into his family. It's him bringing us into his family. And so today, what we're going to look at, look at is sacrifice, sacrificial love. And this is the last week out of, uh, out of the past you know, six weeks um, of this series. So, so this is the seventh and final week. And, and honestly, I'm a little sad to see it go because it's kind of nice and refreshing 
um, to look at a series that's like, in, in a way, a little simplistic of just simply loving like Jesus. And so we've looked at uh, several ways, very applicable ways that we can love like Jesus. Um, we've looked at, you know, a ton of, at humility, right? Um, that comes up almost, almost every week. It's kind of like a root of, of loving. Um, we've looked at healing, how women matter, inviting the outcast in, and, and some other ways. Um, but the, the biggest way we can love like Jesus is through sacrifice. And so Jesus uh, tells his disciples in John 15, 3, these words, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So Jesus even says, like, like this, is the, this is the biggest love. This is, this is the love of all loves. And so oftentimes it's hard for us to do, but thankfully we have the greatest example of all time, the, the code example, right, of sacrificial love shown by Jesus. He displayed this act of love by dying on the cross and taking the cup of wrath that, that we deserve on, 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 you know, for us. And so for us, when it comes to sacrificial love, you know, we, we may not always die. And, and, and Jesus, you know, he, he the, you know, this, this part of the sacrifice that he did by dying on the cross wasn't the only way he sacrificed. I mean, he's, he came down from heaven to embrace humanity um, through being a baby and, and growing up, you know, like, like we all do. Um, so, like, that, that was one way, you know, he came as a baby and not, like, as an adult, as, as he could have if he wanted to. Um, you know, he sacrificed a lot of time because, you know, he didn't get into the ministry, his ministry, until he was about 30 years old. So, he could have had, you know, extra years going into, into it that, that he could have used for ministry, but he, he waited until he was 30 and around, only ministered for around three years. So in a way, he sacrificed time so that he could make sure he was ready. Um, you know, he, he sacrificed um, his status by loving outcasts all across the board. And, and, and if we can, I, I mean, this conversation could continue. He was willing to sacrifice for people. He loved through being sacrificial. And so for us, we need to be willing to love others sacrificially. And, you know, there's, there's lots of ways we can do that. You know, it can be with our time, talents, or treasure, kind of the big, big three, big three T's. Um, and, it, and, you know, for people-wise, like, it could be people we're, people we're close with, people who are different from us, people we may disagree with, and even people who we would consider our enemies. And so we're going to take time um, to, to read the story of Jesus' death together uh, it's located in, in Luke 23, and we're going to start at, at verse 26. And it's, it's going to be a little bit, bit of a longer reading, but I want to read it all together so we have the full-blown story uh, together uh, to, to go in. And so if you have the Version Bible app, it's where we keep all the notes and um, like, uh, like the reflection questions that we have on there, um, and then all the, the scriptures that we use. So we're in Luke 23 tonight. crucifixion. So this is after Jesus has been arrested and he's been 
uh, flogged, which means he's been whipped. And, and the way that, that the whip would have, would have been used is it would have had like, like different bones and, and like teeth on it. So like when, when he would get whipped, it would like stick in his back and get ripped out. And so like his back was like a bloody pulp up to this moment. And so like he's, he's already not looking good as, as we get into this story. So as, as they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. But Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are coming when they will say, Fortunate indeed are the women who are childless, the wombs have not borne a child, and the breasts that have never nursed. People will beg the mountains, fall on us, and plead with the hills, bury us. For if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is, when it is dry? Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with them. When they came to the place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one, in, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself, if he really is the God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. They, they called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself, and us too, while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God, even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man, he hasn't done anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise the death of Jesus. By this time, it was, it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down in the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When the Roman officer, seeing the, the execution, saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus, his friends, including the women who, saw, who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching the burial of Jesus. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish high council, but he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross, wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth, and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of a rock. This was done late on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As the, his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law.
This is the biggest moment we could say in human history. God in the flesh came to earth as a living sacrifice. Jesus lived a perfect life, which no one else up to this point had ever done. He went through trials and temptations, just like we go through. He humbled himself by coming to earth in the form of a baby. He experienced a full life up to the point of displaying literally the ultimate act of love on the cross. So when we think of sacrifice, why is it hard? Why, why is it like, you know, in a way, kind of a, an elevated way of loving? And I think it's because you're giving something up for another. Oftentimes things we don't want to give up. That's why it's a sacrifice. You're willing to step down from your pedestal to elevate someone else. Sacrificing is hard. But if we're willing to do the hard thing for another, then we're going to love like Jesus did the way that he, he loved for us. We may not die because of, of a sacrifice, but if we expect to, to love others like Jesus did, then we need to be willing to display sacrificial love. That may look like giving up some resources you have for another. That may look like giving up some, uh, some like, you know, maybe, maybe you have eventually a high-paying job, and God's like, I want you to do that same job, but I want you to do it as a missionary. I want you to do it in a different country that, that needs what you're doing here, but, but they, they need it for their people. You know, maybe for you it might look like giving up a few hours that you feel like you don't have currently to, to serve a meal to the poor. It could be meeting a friend who's having a really difficult time, and they've called you at 3 a.m. when you're trying to sleep, and they need to talk. And people are often left in awe when someone else sacrifices for them. I know when people sacrifice things for me, um, it just amazes me that they would choose to do that um, for me. As we learn about sacrificial love, I want us to look at three groups of people that Jesus sacrificed for. And so if, if you're taking notes, um, you can put at the top, like, who, who Jesus sacrificed for, who Jesus died for. And, and the first group of people... Um, basically, Jesus died for everybody, but, but this is like a good way to break it down. Um, and, and so Jesus died for his followers, so we should sacrifice for people who, who may follow us. In John 16, Jesus told his disciples these words, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because, I don't, because if I don't, the advocate, the Holy Spirit won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Jesus told his disciples, like, like if, if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. And, and it's better if he comes because I'll literally be in each one of you. I won't just be here. I'll be in each one of you displaying my power. And so... Um, when Jesus went to the cross, he was releasing himself to death and took on the judgment and wrath of God for all humanity. And in that moment, he released his spirit to God when he died. And the spirit ended up coming on these people. But it all started when the disciples um, were empowered in the early church. The death of Jesus was the catalyst to begin his church. 
For us, we should be willing to sacrifice for those closest to us. That might be time you'd like to spend on a hobby, but you know you should spend time with your friend. And, and an example that I often give to people of like, like in, in marriage, like it sounds super goofy and like, like I'm a kid still, but like Kaylin and I kind of have this, this unknown rule with each other where we ask each other if we can go hang out with people. Um, the, the reason being is because like, like, you know, sometimes we put stuff on the calendar that we don't realize what each other has, but other times, like, like, like maybe we haven't seen each other as often as we would like, and so, so we're just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. We need to take some time to hang out and, and continue our marriage. And so sometimes, like, I don't want to, but sometimes I have to say no to hanging out with people I really want to hang out to that I can make sure my marriage goes well. And so sometimes that's a little bit of a sacrifice because it's not that the, you know, hanging out with these people are bad. And it's not that, you know, hanging out with these people are, is important. But sometimes for the people that are closest to us, we have to sacrifice so that they're cared for. Jesus died for his followers. And so we, we need to be sacrificing for the people who, who can, we would consider followers of us. And, and in marriage, your closest follower should be your spouse. And so for me, that, that's something that's important to have that understanding between us. And so I've often been convicted as well that the more I grow closer to God, the more that we both grow closer to each other and want to be around each other. You know, every, every couple has their days, um, but ultimately she's my best friend and spouse, and so I'm going to sacrifice for her. I'm going to be willing to do the hard things for her because I love her. And so just as Jesus uh, died for his followers, we should be willing to sacrifice for those who, who, who we would consider our followers. The second group of people Jesus died for is, is for his people. Most people, even to this day, have yet to know the impact Jesus made. We are all his creation until the time that we come to the realization that we need to follow him. We don't realize how powerful the sacrifice was and is. And Jesus loves all and died for all. And so going to the cross displayed that love, that love that he had for all people. He was willing to lay down his life so people could experience freedom from their sins and darknesses. And as we learn to love like Jesus, we need to be, li uh, we need to be living a life that, that sacrifices for people around us. Um, I, I wanted to kind of give some examples um, of, of how, like, Caitlin and I ha have been willing to, to, to sacrifice for people, not as, like, a, you know, to my own horn, but just, just as examples that, that can, like, you know, help us maybe to, to figure out ways that we can, we can sacrifice for people. Because sometimes we, we think we have to do these big, um, crazy things to sacrifice, and, like, that, that's not the case at all. Sometimes it's just simple things that we need to do. Um, to sacrifice, to show that we're willing to, to love people in that way. And so one way that we like to sacrifice is, is through giving. And so a, a few of the places we give to 
um, is, is uh, 14th and Chestnut Community Center. Has anybody heard of, heard of 14th and Chestnut? Some, some people. It's a, it's a community center that, that's really close to here. It's literally on the corner of 14th and Chestnut, that, hence the name. Um, but they support and help people who are, who are impoverished um, in that area and, and all over Terre Haute. Um, you know, sometimes like, like back to school, they, they help, help kids to, to like have a backpack, to have a, like a jacket for winter, to have a pair of shoes, like, like each kid gets, you know, not just the backpack, but like all the, all the school supplies that also come with it. Um, and then like it, during Thanksgiving, they, they get like a full Thanksgiving meal so, so their family can celebrate Thanksgiving together. And, and then each kid at Christmas time will even get like a, a bag, bag of gifts that, that are given by people um, because they wanna love these kids well. And so while we might not always be able to spend time there, we can help elevate the mission um, by, by giving to them. And then there, there are the simple ways that I think as, as, as we go that we needed a sacrifice. And so I think in some of these, these ways is like, maybe you just bought your lunch um, from, from, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, wherever, and you see that the, there's a homeless person that's, that's asking, like, for money. And, like, maybe you don't feel comfortable giving money, but you can just give them the meal that you just bought and then go back and get another one. Maybe you can give them a drink so that they have, have like, water or Gatorade or something that can fill their system. Maybe it's taking time to go to a nursing home nearby and talk to the people there because they just want to have a conversation with someone other than, than the nurses that come by. Maybe for you, it could be giving a pair of shoes away to, to a friend or a relative or someone near you because their shoes have blown out. A good way, I think, for us to, to see who we need to sacrifice for is, is it sounds simple, but look, like open your eyes to it. Be, be willing to, to say, okay, Jesus, who are you calling me to sacrifice for? And if we're willing to, to say that prayer and like, like that prayer where, where Isaiah's like, here I am, Lord, send me. If we're willing to say that prayer and mean it, he's gonna send us. He's gonna lead us to where we need to go. And if we listen, man, there's, there's power in that. And God will do a great work through you. Because Jesus listened to his calling, he sacrificed um, his, his own life to save all of humanity. And so the, the third group, so Jesus died, you know, for, for his followers. He died for his people. And the third group is, is the hardest. He died for his enemies. And so we should sacrifice for our enemies. The people who abused, accused, dehumanized, and killed Jesus are the ones he died for. I mean, I say this passage a lot because it, it means, means a ton to me, but Luke 23, 34, Jesus prays to God, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. He asked God to forgive these men and women who put, them, put him there because they didn't realize who they were killing. But Jesus willingly went there. 
he died for the one he, that he cared for that, that was whipping him to a bloody pulp. He died for the crowd that was cheering for him to be crucified. He died for the Pharisees who constantly tried to get him to, to contradict himself. As sinners who, who were once walking in darkness, he also died for us. And, and I want to talk about um, first, first a person Jesus died for, and then I want to talk about a group of people that, he, that we see um, came to realize like who they killed and like what they did. Um, the first is Judas Iscariot, the man that betrayed him. If Jesus died for all, then he also died for the man who betrayed him. Unfortunately, Judas didn't believe in that forgiveness for himself. And he ended up committing suicide. But the opportunity for grace and forgiveness was there for him. Jesus does not exclude. He, he includes also his enemies. Why else would Jesus ask for God to forgive the people for not knowing what they were doing? Because he forgives even those who are against them. He forgives them. And also, like, you know, there's that point where they have to turn their hearts to God, too. Um, but he's asking God because he cares about these people. He loves these people. And the other uh, one that, that uh, kind of a group of people I want to focus on is, is found um, in, in 40, uh, Luke 23, 47 and 48. One of the Roman officers at the crucifixion um, that was there in the crowd felt that impact of the death. Um, and this is what it says. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the cru crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. Jesus died for his enemies, and some of them saw this act of love and turned their hearts to him. We need to do the same. As hard as it is, it's not easy to love our enemies, right? It may bring up some wounds that we've experienced. It may push us to have conversations with people we, we disagree with, uh, especially at this, this time, you know, uh, with the presidential election going on. There's a lot that we need to do that Jesus is calling us to, to love our enemies, even our enemies. And when our enemies see that we've sacrificed for them, more than likely, you know, they might not turn towards God immediately, but the more that we love them, oftentimes I've, I've found that, that the more willing they are to have conversations about Jesus, they're more willing to open up, maybe to tell you their story. Maybe they, the reason why they're, they're an enemy of you might be because um, they had a messed up story growing up. Or maybe for, for you, it's having a hard conversation with a parent that, that you don't want to have or bring up. But if you do, they're more likely eventually to have a conversation with you about Jesus. If you forgive them, and, and they're, they're just like, why would you forgive me for doing this to you? 
And you get to say, Jesus, because of Jesus, what Jesus did for me, I want to display that love to you. As we head out today, um, first I'll pray, but I want us to take, take like five minutes to reflect on these things. Um, and there, there, there are four questions. Who has sacrificed themselves for me? Who is Jesus calling me to sacrifice for? Who is someone difficult in my life that Jesus is calling me to sacrifice for? And how will Jesus be glorified through us by loving others with his sacrificial love? Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you for, for all you're doing um, through us and in us. Um, thank you for your sacrificial love that, that you showed us, that you were willing to, to go to the cross, to die on our behalf. And I pray, Jesus, that, that we don't let that go to waste, that we don't um, take it easy because of that, but God, that, that we use that to inspire us to love others like you. That's what this whole entire series has been about, is just to love like you. And so, Jesus, I pray that that, that would uh, move us and elevate us towards loving, loving others like you love them. And so tonight, as we've talked about sacrifice, Jesus, I pray that we would be willing to, to take up an attitude of sacrificial love, to love those we're close with, to love the people surrounding us, also to love the people who are our enemies. It's your name we pray, amen. So let's take five minutes to, to think on these questions, and, and then the, the worship team will come back up and, and finish with, with another song.